I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Stompcast with me, Dr. Alex George. This is the podcast where I go for a walk with a guest to take a little wander into their life. In this episode, I'm delighted to be stomping with Joe Sugg in Sussex. Joe rose to fame with his YouTube channel and has gone on to become an author, actor, business owner, musician, and strictly finalist. I think it's safe to say Joe really is a triple threat. Joe has worked closely with charities and the NHS to encourage men to open up about mental health and has openly spoken about how his phone addiction led him to his newfound love of gardening and being outdoors in nature. I can be pretty sure in saying that there are a few stompers amongst us who are wearing shoes that don't stay comfortable for their whole walk. If that's you, listen up, because this week's episode of the Stompcast is sponsored by Fitflop. Fitflop is on a mission to empower us to move better and feel great, and to do so, they've designed all of their shoes to be lightweight and made with our bodies in mind. So say goodbye to your clunky old pair and hello to Fitflop's range of biomechanically tested dream shoes. Try and say that one in a rush. When I first wore my Vitamin FFs, I immediately noticed the cloud-like cushioning. They're really, really soft and honestly so comfortable. It really feels that you're walking on air thanks to the contoured footbeds. Like all the collection, these stayed so supportive and comfortable the entire time I wore them. This is due to the biomechanical engineering and testing that all Fitflops go through. No matter who I'm stomping with or where we're walking, the one thing I always know that I need is going to be comfortable shoes that whole time. I mean, I can go even longer on my stomps. Make sure to head to fitflop.com to choose your new stomp-friendly footwear. Available for all genders. Joe, welcome to the Stompcast. How are you? I'm good, yeah, I'm well. How are you? I'm very very good, actually. It's been a, it's been a busy week. and We're, we're recording yeah. this on a Friday, yep. an autumnal Friday. It's been a busy week, and actually I really need this kind of de-stress. I'm actually really looking forward to exploring this part of the world because Sussex is such a beautiful place. Um, it's not a million miles away from where I live either and kind of I've come down here on the motorbike a few times. I've yep. headed down to Brighton and things and it's it's such a scenic kind of Englishy countryside place isn't it? It's, it's beautiful. I mean I grew up in the southwest so I grew up near uh, in a little village near Bath um, so I've always been a country boy. Yep. Um, I moved to London for for quite a while and then um yeah as of like two years ago we decided to sort of pack up and move down to the to the countryside again and it's do you know what i've not looked back since i, I do i loved my time in london and i do love london and um, i still go there an awful lot for for work yeah. but just being able to come back to a place where it is really quiet um fresh good like proper fresh air yeah um like and just being able to go on walks like this it's just it's, incredible it's, yeah it's unmatched for me and it really really does sort of help with everything great for the mind well oh, we'll start off I and mean, we do our five senses and i love it and we're walking actually walking through it's a turnstile isn't that the right a word t- yeah it's a i always call it a kissing gate 
A kissing game. Why is do a kissing call game? it a kissing game? I don't know. It's like if you go through with somebody, you have to kiss them. Oh, well, there That's we what go. Diane do anyway. Let's get let's, let's <laughs> snog. So pucker up, it. Alex. So uh, you can hear a bit of ASMR. <laughs> we love a bit of ASMR on this. Uh, on this, a bit of yeah. splashing is getting us yeah. straight into the uh, five senses. I enjoyed doing the five senses. We started this actually, I think, either on the first or second. Um, uh, episode, and I find it really helpful because when you've, you know, we've been running around all week. We've actually come here a little bit late, which we're very sorry for. The traffic oh, right. was bad, and you turn, <laughs> you turn up, you know, and the five senses just ground you so well. So everyone yeah. listening, just join us in doing this. Doesn't matter what time of year it is, what time of day it is, where you are, whether you're listening inside a car or not, you've still got your five senses that you can kind of hone in on. So let's start. So we're in Sussex. Uh, yep. What can you see? Uh, a lot of puddles, which is, do you know, what? I'm actually quite glad to see because we've had such a hot summer and we had that drought. I mean, technically, we're still on the hosepipe ban. Um, it's, still, it's still on now, is it? Like Wales still, are just yeah. released theirs, yeah. I was looking into it. It's because it's something to do with, like, it hold, there's a lot of water that's held underground, and even that is still dry. So even though the, the reservoirs are still filling up again, it's, it's all about actually the water actually getting stuck, like, in the deep into the ground. Like the bedrock well. kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, like that the makes reserves sense, and stuff I did wonder that, because I was like, oh, is it, it's been raining quite a lot. I'm surprised that there's still a ban, but yeah. that makes a lot more sense. I guess if we've been depleting that store, it takes a long time to kind of... Yeah, I'm actually, yeah, I'm glad that we've, we've had a lot of rain. It, it, but it's that, speaking of the senses, it's, for me, it's now the smell, because like, we're sort of well into autumn now. There's a lot of um, leaves on the ground, but also it's that smell of, like, wet leaves. Yes. There's a distinct smell of yes. it. It's so it's it's a very autumnal smell because as the yeah. as the leaf as the leaf obviously falls on the tree in the ground, it starts to break down, doesn't it? Yes. All those nutrients, those really rich nutrients from the leaf, like works its way into the ground, which obviously yep. feeds everything around us. But it, there's a real smell to that kind of compost almost of the leaf, isn't yeah. there? Oh, definitely, yeah. And you can but hear it's... probably people are splashing through. We've got our wellies on. <laughs> It's so nice. So hone in on these sounds, people, whether you can hear what around you or, or what we're kind of feeding to you through through the mic. So when I'm looking around, it's, we're kind of in a setting where this is a, a lovely little path. Is this a, technically a, a national par- uh, path? This, or, possibly, or yeah. It's a public footpath. It's a byway type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it, do you know what? Actually, when we moved here, first moved here, this path uh, wasn't a path. It was just a bit of somebody's field. I see. And when we moved down, it's particularly once again it rained a lot, and it was um, a, it was just like a bog here. And when we first moved down, we hadn't we didn't have wellies because we lived in London previously, and so we learnt the hard way and went on a walk with our running trainers on. And ah. uh, I can't remember if Diane lost hers or I lost one. So one of us lost a shoe in the mud and had to go back and sort of pull it out of the ground. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, um, yeah you fun. definitely need your wellies. There's something <laughs> lovely about wellies. Could you just chuck them on? You know you can face pretty much anything. Yeah, you know, the, I, I feel like Wellington. that's, that's uh, like uh, me nowadays. I'm, I'm just in my overalls a lot of the time. But that's the, that's the hill. Oh, wow, yeah, that's a good if hill. If you fancy a challenge. That's good. So we, can see, we can see a beautiful hill in the distance. And actually, how beautiful is that tree? So we're just looking now, and there's, to our right, uh, we're just walking through a kissing gate again. I'm looking into the field, and it's, that's, that tree is it's obviously a dead tree, it's, but it's survived, yeah. doesn't it? And it's in the sense that it's just stays standing. Yeah, it's a dead tree, but you can see at the bottom of it, you can, almost, you can see straight through the trunk. Yeah. So inside it is, you know, I'm surprised actually the wind we've had recently, that that's not blown blown down but it, it's so beautiful isn't it because in yeah. the middle it's a, it's a huge field that's really kind of there was yeah, a, the low grass and you've got just one standing dead tree it's really kind of artistic almost isn't it there was one thing i learned is that the like nature is unapologetically itself yes and it's beautiful in its own way so it's, it doesn't it doesn't try to be beautiful for for anything but itself but it is just even with a dead tree so there is beautiful. something still beautiful about it Something that's really, I don't know, it's kind of pretty really top of my eye. So, so we talk about scent and sight. What about 
taste is always one we, we kind of come to and we go taste well, i usually end up saying something around about the coffee is any particular <laughs> that i've had recently <laughs> any tastes here tastes um i'm just trying to think well do you know what we've had um blackberries Ooh. we've just sort of come out of blackberry season but weirdly because of the weather this year there's still you'll see in the hedgerows where we go past there's still remnants of black you wouldn't want to eat them now but no. this summer was very good for blackberries I love um, blackberry crumble, you know, blackberry and apple. I yeah. don't really mix it with the apples, actually. It's, oh, it's yeah. lovely. It's my, one of my mum's specialties, actually. I remember as a kid just going around um, with my with my mum with a bowl, just collecting as many blackberries as we could. And uh, and also just like, just as we were going around collecting them, it'd be like one for the bowl, one for me, one for the bowl, <laughs> one for me. And you feel as sick as a dog oh, by the yeah. time you get yeah. home. You're like, <laughs> yeah. oh. And your mum be like, oh, shall I make some crumble for tonight? You're like, oh, yeah. no. Yeah. We Freeze like, it, it will happen in a few weeks. We, we had some in our garden last year and I picked one off and it was the biggest one I could see and I was like, this is perfect. And before I, like, I think now that I'm an adult, I'm a lot more sort of overcautious maybe. Yeah. So I sort of, I'm going to look inside and there's a tiny little like white worm in there. Yeah. And I was like, I can't believe, as a kid, oh, I would have no that. fear. I would have popped it straight in and that's, you know, that's that. Protein, lovely. Yeah, ex exactly. But I think now, sometimes when you, when you grow older, I, I, I was like, I start to you worry a bit more. Worry a bit more, doing. yeah. Be like, oh, is that going to be good for me? Is, and then I kind of sometimes wish that I could sort of revert back to that childlike mentality of being like, yeah, do you know what? We'd be fine. I'm sure. Hearing less. <laughs> so I've noticed um, as we've walked away, I think coming on to hearing, I mean, the noise of the road is kind of drift away. You can kind of hear a little bit of the background. Yeah, it's quite we're, faint. We're getting that kind of, that's what I do love about this part of the world. I think, you know, we're not far from London, but you can really disappear into silence if you want to. If you look for it, you can find peace and quiet and just the sound of just wind and just, I mean, the you know, gates opening and closing, hearing your own feet. So you walk around in London, yeah. you can't even hear the sound of yourself walking or any noises, can't you? All you can no. hear is, traffic the whole yeah, time yeah that's why that's why i get if i'm in london i've usually got the noise cancellation headphones on and ironically listening to like uh sometimes i listen to um like a calm app or something yeah. or do you know what i mean something like that that sort of makes you feel like you're actually back in a place like this which is which to is, calm down I yeah mean, i listen to a lot of classical music and, and i think something sometimes listening to things that don't have um voices over the top of it yes just because I think a lot of the times, like, um, I love my big Taylor Swift fans. <laughs> We've yeah. been listening to the Midnight Album week for all you guys. the way. Yeah, my God. <laughs> just smashing the top ten of uh, the charts. Um, you know, you, you listen, and it's very emotive. A lot of the songs are moat, uh, sorry, are very, because of the words and you're listening to what they're saying, you, you kind of, it takes you to different places depending on the song. Whereas classical yeah. music has that beauty that's kind of, it is how you interpret it. There's no one is prescribing to you. I mean, there is often undertones in the type of music it is. and kind of tone of it but you can kind of take it how you want to you can yeah. kind of engage with it a lot and really go with how the music and the kind of message and the feel of the music or you can take a step back and just have that like background yeah no definitely so i really enjoyed it, it, enjoyed is, it. it's almost like supplying a soundtrack to your life in a way i can remember i used to do that quite a lot as i play um like a concentration playlist and so it's just like sort of piano music or something as i was sort of walking through yeah rush hour going through london but to have this sort of relaxing calm music player which actually really helped and i sort of like even now to this day, it's stuck in my memory as like a time where it was quite a chaotic sort of time of life. But in that moment, it, was, it seemed very relaxing, even though you've got chaos all around you, which is quite nice. On to touch, I mean, we're walking like the f underfoot, like it's the first time that, you know, the ground starts to feel a bit softer because how hot it's been all summer. Yeah. Everything's been baked. Oh, it's been cracked. Yeah, it's, it's been, cracked. It's been, yeah. Like, even the fields are just almost more, just breaking apart the, 
the mud, the soil yeah. quality really affected by the heat, but it's really nice to actually just walk on soft ground, isn't it? Yeah. It's through your boots, just feeling. And I think people are listening, like when you're walking, focus on your feet for a second. Think about what you're feeling in your feet. You know, it's incredible. We, we literally balance so much through our proprioception, awareness of where our limbs are, through our physical touch, as well as, of course, our inner ear and our brain that helps us balance. But, you know, it's incredible, really, that we feel underfoot the surface, whether it's slippy or not, and our brains make decisions about where it's going to lean, yeah. whether it's safe to carry on walking. It's just incredible, yeah. really, isn't it? If you think about our senses. The other thing I've noticing actually in, in touch with sense is actually the, um, it's getting a little bit crisp now. It's slightly cooler. You can't go out with a t-shirt anymore, can you? No, yeah. yeah. You turned up with your t-shirt. I was like, oh, you might have to get yeah. another layer on, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> it's, well, like, it's, it's starting a, to turn. It's that awkward time of year though, where it's not cold enough for a really thick coat because then you just start sweating like hell. Yeah. But then it's also, yeah, you can't get away with just, yeah, like a long sleeve t-shirt or something. Yeah. It's slightly too cold. But I like this time of year for that reason. You start wrapping up, yeah. you start like embracing the cold. It like makes you feel alive almost. Definitely. I'm, I'm one of those people as well that I'm always, I, I, I'd much rather be too hot than too cold, which is controversial because everyone I know is like, no, I'd rather be too cold than too hot. But for me, I like the idea of wrapping up warm and be, having, you can always take layers off. Yeah, yeah. You can't always right. put layers on if you're out, you know, out caught in the cold. Yes, so, and, um, and, uh, and actually from the episode we recorded with uh, Billy Billingham, he was saying about being prepared, um, yes. and he's absolutely right. <laughs> you know, uh, was it f- uh, fail to prepare and prepare to fail? Oh, yeah, thing. yeah. So, and there's nothing worse than being freezing cold. Um, <laughs> that being said, though, and I guess it comes on to the topic, you know, we're appreciating nature and where we are. The summer we've had has really been quite frightening and kind of, Really, the, not the first time, of course not the first time, but really, really made me think about things like global warming. Like yeah. There were scenarios where people were so hot they couldn't leave the house. Yeah. We had houses setting on fire and we were struggling to actually control that. It's quite, yeah. you realise how powerful nature is, but also how on the edge we are, really. We've got to, be, got to kind of wake up to what's going on on this. Definitely. I think it's, um, it's harder to notice. Maybe like, I think, like, yeah, like this year in particular was... A, was with that sort of hot summer, you always get people so say, oh, you know, we had a hot summer when I was your age in seven, um, like 1970 something. But it's like, but I feel like a lot of this stuff is happening a lot more. And I know that obviously with the rise of social media and, and how much we can access the internet and information now, we're seeing it on a lot more of a global yeah. scale. Yeah. But that still doesn't mean that we can't do like anything to, to help change that. And, you know, so we should, be taking it on board and you know the scientists uh they're clever people they know what they're talking about i like well, to think it, so it's the thing um, is, oh yeah we had a hot summer had a hot time the issue is that we're seeing the rise in average temperatures yes it's average temperatures and also the f- how frequent the extreme temperatures are mm-hmm. isn't it and yeah. the, how mild the winter I mean, you just said about the blackberries i mean it's ridiculous we're in november yeah it's ridiculous i mean yeah. and also last year um you know da- the daffodils are kind of our welsh symbolic plant or whatever yeah. I and mean, the daffodils were kind of coming to bloom so early and then dying because yeah. they came too soon really and then there was a cold spell and then it, yeah. it would kill them all you know and, and I think we have to realize and just look around us because yeah. the signs are well you just walk outside of your house and you can you can see I mean it is actually very mild for this time of yeah. year I think it, actually last I think four or five days ago it was 20 degrees in London yeah I know yeah I know 20 I was, degrees yeah. I, do you know what it's where it's because I think it's like um it's like that I, I notice it more since being back out in the countryside, I've sort of, there's one thing that I sort of noticed when moving back from, from, from London to the countryside, I was like, oh, oh yeah, I forgot about like 
how daffodils always grow at this time of year. And yeah. the, but at first it's snowdrops and then and sort of the order of what usually sort of grows around us. And um, living in London for that long, I completely sort of forgot or sort of felt like I sort of took that for, for granted. It's, it's stuff from living here now I've, um, for two years. I've noticed two completely separate years in terms of like what's yeah. grown and what's done well and like how hot it's been. So like this year, I've noticed that I've never seen so many acorns. Really? This year. Yeah, last year. Hardly, I didn't see that? any acorns. What influences like that? Kind of, well, how many acorns are? Why, I, I don't why know. Very, I don't know. Maybe it was because we had such a hot summer and less rain, perhaps. I'm, yeah. I'm not too sure, but I've definitely noticed, like, my... I was saying to Diane, we need to call our, our house and rename it to Acorn Cottage, because I've never seen <laughs> so many acorns on our driveway. Um, you can see them all here, though. There's yeah, just there's loads just everywhere, there. which, you know, there's more oak trees there. That's obviously a good thing. But... Um, but yeah, it's just something that I've noticed that we didn't have that last year. And then same this year with um, forget-me-nots in our garden. We've had tons of them this year. The previous year, we didn't have any. So it just shows like the different weather, pa weather patterns and stuff have different consequences. Uh, and it might not be instant, but it definitely does have a knock-on effect for, for the future. Talk me through um, why you decided to make the decision to leave London and kind of how that's affected your health overall mentally and physically because it seems to me you're really reconnecting or connecting with with nature was that a conscious decision or was it just kind of like oh let's try moving out of london you know how much did you kind of think about it in that sense it was do you know what i think i obviously the the lockdown sort of time it was a i think for everyone it's a big time of like self-reflection and sort of figuring out you know what 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 we're going to do what what's going to keep me busy a time to sort of think about like careers and lifestyles and yeah. a, a sort of time of thinking like actually it sort of made made me feel like I, I had a big time of sort of thinking what is it I want to do where do I want to be um, how important is it to with a job that I have as well especially when it's so online based you know do I need to be in London to to do the work and what's going to make me and, and my partner most happy and so um we were looking actually before the pandemic to sort of move to the countryside anyway. I think I think because because my my girlfriend Diane, she's from Australia, mm. she's from like a quite a small area in there, which is I mean, I guess the Australian equivalent of the countryside, maybe not, but like it's that kind of she likes the idea of sort of being sort of a bit further out of the sort of hustle and bustle of it. Not and, kind of um, being on top of you and like in a city. Yeah, I, th you, yeah right? I think so. I mean, obviously London has its benefits and, and it's still still great. But uh, for us, I sort of think at this time of our lives as well. I mean, I've just, I'm I'm 31 now. Um, same age. Yeah, same age. Yeah, golden yeah. age. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so we decided, you know, this at this point in our life, it's probably a, might be a good a good thing just to sort of try it as well whilst we can. So, yeah, we decided to, to move out this way. And to be honest, like, even now, sort of post-pandemic and stuff, we haven't really looked back since, to be honest. We're still, we're still in London a lot for work and things like that, but there is that nice thing about going into the city and then actually... Um, coming home. Coming home. And I, I, um, I get the train a lot. And then it's just that even that walk from the train station back home is something about... I, I, don't, I don't regret it for a single second because that, even that walk back and hearing birds again, the air's different... And for me, it's like a, a good sort of post-work de-stressor, in a way. Yeah, because I think you, in some ways, when you're in the city, and it's not just London, we're not London, just London-centric. There's many people that live in yeah. kind of urban and city, course, yeah, city yeah. areas, and yeah. 
you know, it's a similar feel where I think sometimes you don't feel that you truly escape it. You might hide into your little pod, you know, like yeah. your flat or whatever, yeah. but you don't often feel like you've really got out of it sometimes. And I, I know I'm from West Wales and from the countryside myself, and yeah. I do think, um, yeah, I, I, you know, some of my happiest times are kind of going back to West Wales, seeing my family and just getting yeah. away, away from it all. Yeah. So I, I guess, you know, what are your reflections then in terms of what you notice? I guess, in, do you feel calmer? You're less anxious? Is it, you know, has it changed any of that stuff at all? Because there's a lot of people who, I think we're in an era yeah. where, especially at our age, time of life now, there's a lot of people going, oh, shall I stay in the city? Yes. Do I want to be in a busy town or city? Or yeah. shall I go to the country? And there's like a fear of... I don't know if FOMO is the word, but it feels a little bit like that might be the... Yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't know about you, but like, I, with me and my friendship group, we're certainly at that age where a lot of them are in that sort of settling down phase. Baby time. Baby, baby time, baby making marriage, time. like all that kind of stuff. So it's like, I feel like that sort of time in your sort of late 20s, early 30s is quite a confusing time as to you feel like you've got that pressure of knowing what you want to do by then mm. and what what's expected from you and... You've got to follow what everyone else is doing, which, you know, actually isn't the case. And for, for, for me, yeah, it's something about being out in the countryside, no matter what sort of day I've had. And, you know, even if I'm working from home, which I do an awful lot as well, I have to sort of get out and just go for a quick walk or do something physical. Otherwise, it does sort of play on my mind a bit. And it's like a feeling of if you go a day without brushing your teeth, that sort of feeling of like, oh, I need to, I need, <laughs> yeah. you know, you feel... Grotty or A bit grotty, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, exactly. So I, like, I have to go out and just fill my lungs with fresh air and, and uh, stretch the legs and stuff. So it's, um, it's, it's really, really important to me. Do you think part of it's nostalgia at all? Because you said about growing up in Bath, is, is part of it, uh, yeah, kind of bringing back those childhood memories and maybe the comfort? Because I think for me, I, I yeah. love going to the countryside partly. And part of the reason I actually stomp is because it takes me back to a time that I really fondly remember. Like I recognise the feelings of like walking in the yeah. countryside or just just in in nature on grass just yeah. around trees it just brings me like a sense of calm yeah i, I mean we probably had a similar because we're similar age is that it was that time period as well where we were always out playing yeah with yeah. friends in the countryside trees and climbing yeah. falling out of trees making, if you were me. yeah making dens <laughs> like the amount of dens i've made <laughs> as, a, as a kid and sort of playing we used to play um a game called 40 40 in I don't know if you've ever played no, that. No, I've not played that, no. It's, it's, it's kind of like tag, but the hide-and-seek element to it, and it's, it was a good game, but we used to play that as kids and get lost in corn cornfields and just sort of, you know, just go out and do things like that. And there's something about that, I think, looking to the future when, when we, ev- we eventually have, have children, hopefully. Mm. You know, I, I love the idea of being able to... Replicate that kind oh, of... Yeah, I think so. And whether that sort of comes from like a bit of like a selfish place or being like, I want you to also do what I did yeah. but it's more it's only because like, I really enjoyed that and it and for me I think it kind of helped shape who I am um, and it was great for building friendships and and things like that and and actually just sort of appreciating I, I look back now at the time growing up where I grew up I definitely I loved it but as I became a teenager I found it really boring and I wanted to escape and get to a town where my mates were and stuff whereas actually I look back now and I'm so grateful that that I grew up where I did grow up. You had that, yeah, you had that in your in your childhood. And it is it is true, at different stages of life you want different things. I yeah. I, I definitely recognise I think up to the age of like twelve, thirteen, I absolutely loved it. Still love the countryside, but I wanted to kind of be able to see my mates more easily. Yeah. It's really hard to meet your mates when they like live two or three miles away. Yeah. And be like, uh, Mom, Dad, can you give me a lift? And they're like, No. <laughs> and it's just no. like oh. so so there's pros and cons to both. But then you know, yeah, in your twenties you 
you want to kind of go and like be in a city, be around young people. And that's why I feel sorry for a lot of people who have left university. Sorry for it's not right. I don't, you know, no one deserves pity at all. But, you know, I feel in a way you've wanted to leave uni and go to the hustle and bustle yeah. because it allows, you know, it allows that time of socialization, like living alone, independence. And then I think when you leave your kind of 20s and 30s, that's when people go, oh, what are the choices? What do I actually want in my life? That's when I think you really yeah. get an opportunity to question in the course of the pandemic gave people a space to think about what they wanted really i guess yeah oh definitely definitely we're climbing through quite a few of these uh there's these a aren't styles, there? there's a lots of tur- like turns like styles but i like they've all got a little dog latch which i think is quite cool i don't have a dog oh yet, that is but cool it's 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 interesting that they've got like a little dog latch to would you like to get a dog you said yet? I, yeah eventually i mean me and me and diane are so busy at the moment with with work and stuff i think I, i'm always like it wouldn't be fair because i know we wouldn't be able to give it the full attention because well i i love i love the idea of in my head i've got this sort of picture of you know these sort of countryside walks with a dog that's yeah. off the lead that just sits right by my side it's I so clever i can see the lab because you're a black lab maybe see, like, yeah i don't know I, I, I quite like a whippet because yeah, yeah, i feel like form, you know yeah. when they say like dogs look like their owners yeah i feel like <laughs> if i was a dog i would be a whippet <laughs> you think so I'm, no, they're I'm, very cute so i think so I'm quite a... <laughs> very slim sort of I, yeah i feel like i'd be a whippet are you very fast then <laughs> I, do you know seriously what, quick. primary school i was one of the fastest but then obviously going from a very small primary school up to a big secondary it was it was yeah, then there's very always small someone quicker that's pond. life yeah. though isn't it there's yeah. always someone yeah. quicker and so you, you met Dan on Trickley wasn't it that's yes. how you met, met each yeah. other and as she found that kind of transition it, so it sounds like she's also enjoyed this move to the countryside because that's the thing when you have again if you're living if you're on your own I guess you don't have to worry about that but if yeah. you've got these two lives together such a move needs to be good for both of you right and yeah, sometimes definitely. I suspect some people might move and go okay I don't really like this or yeah. other people do yeah. <laughs> yeah which is a kind of a nightmare isn't it's it it's always the fun the fun moment of sort of figuring out yeah cause especially because she's not really experienced English country life mm. I guess because she came from Australia and flew to the UK um, but in straight to London so yeah for her it was it was she actually sort of she almost took to it more better than better than I did to be really? honest um, she loves it. She loves the fact that she can, like here, we're not, we both drive, but we're not like the most confident drivers, especially in London. Yeah. So um, just being able to now, you know, if we do need to nip to the shops and have that bit of like freedom, we'll be able to just jump in a car and have a bit more sort of independence, I guess. Yeah. Um, we find that we sort of have here. And you also realise that the country, it's a world, the world is a small place. The country is a small place. Yeah. Kind of like you said, it, it, in a way, just going to try something new is it's even just, you know, because you can always change your mind. I think a lot of, when I talk about this more broadly in decision making, yeah. I think people sometimes think that decisions are like, right, I do this and I can't go back. Most yeah. things you can, if you really didn't like it, you could change your mind. We've experienced something, but if you don't yeah. try it, you won't know. This is, this is the thing. I was like, I, I, I'd hate to, it's a, sorry, I know a lot of people say it, but I'd hate to sort of look back and sort of regret not giving something a go or trying something. So yeah, we're always kind of, you know, we, we made a decision thinking we could do this and it might not be what we want to do. Let's stick at it for a year or so. I think actually there's a pattern. A lot of people did move to the countryside in between these lockdowns. Yeah. Um, Cause it was, that's, it was quite romanticized in a way of, yeah. you know, escape the, the, con- the sort of the, the deserted concrete jungle and, and grow your own veg and do this and do that. You're actually now seeing a lot of people that sort of did that and jumped on that and were fortunate enough to do that actually now be like, you know what, I need to be back in London. I need to go back to the city. And that's where I, you know, it's not living in the countryside is not all it's sort of cracked up to be. I'm not used to like, oh, spiders in September in the house. What? No, <laughs> that, that kind of, that, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. Um, whereas for us, we sort of, 
just fit right into it and it and for us there's a sort of yeah that's where we want to be for the for the future well i think that's a really good point to bring part one to a, to a close on the note that um you love to give things a go and succeed we'll talk about yeah. that in part <laughs> two and of course your new book grow as well again a huge thank you to fitflop who sponsored this week's episode we've got to the end of our stomp today and as always my feet are happy because i've been supported by my vitamin ff trainers Make sure to head to fitflop.com to choose stomping shoes you know you can count on. Thank you so much to everyone um, for being here in part one. Uh, we are just meandering along a lane now, slowly ascending. The sun is shining. We're enjoying the first part. We feel grounded, I hope, through the sensors, uh, and we're ready for part two. So if you want to join us, jump straight into part two. If not, we'll see you on your next stomp. You're about to take on that giant hill. We're going to take on, yeah. Part, <laughs> part two is going to be taking on a giant hill. I think part three will be clambering down slowly, yeah. hopefully not on our backsides, and returning to, to where we started. See you guys soon. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.